Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzek, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. Hi, friends, and welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I've got another special guest episode here for you today. I am interviewing Loey Working Wells, and she is one of my incredible clients. I can't tell you how lucky I feel that I get to work with such amazing people. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Loey. Here's her official bio. It says, my lifelong passion is working at the intersection of story and action. Whether it's with individuals or organizations, I bring my experience as a lawyer, writer, project manager, and community organizer to my coaching. I've written a couple of screenplays, a collection of short stories, and a few drawer novels. Those are the kind that stay in a drawer. I've studied storytelling for years, and I'm fascinated by the stories that we tell ourselves. I am deeply curious and always game for an adventure. In 2005, my husband and I circumnavigated the globe for a year with our then eight-year-old and have continued to travel, visiting a total of 44 countries and 46 U.S. states. So that's impressive, right? Now, that's her official bio. But I want you to hear a little bit. I want you to hear my perspective. And let me tell you the real deal about Louie. I have the honor of watching my clients over the many private sessions, and it is a window into their true nature. Now, listeners, it is no secret that I love my clients. This is one of the gifts of working with incredible, powerful people who are up to great things, and they're committed to making an impact in the world. Loey is the epitome of somebody who walks her talk. She has integrity, and when she identifies with a mission, she goes all in. She doesn't just talk about the injustices of the world. She takes action, whether it's protesting or organizing or doing something that makes a goddamn difference. And she's masterful with words and writing. She kind of glosses over it in her bio, but I want you to hear a little bit about what she wrote because I want you to go and read her stuff. This is from one of her stories, 
and you can see it on her blog. It's called A Gift of the Year. Now, it's just an excerpt, but I wanted you to get the sense of it. And she says this, for ages, I've been telling my husband to just wrap stuff up around the house that we already own and stick it under the tree. I pictured him wrapping up the cheese grater or a box of Kleenex or the latest Oprah magazine laying around. It would have been only slightly wasteful gesture, even though it seems a little pathetic. I'd get my traditional holiday thrill of seeing presents, but I wouldn't have to find new places to put things or feel the guilt of seeing so much unwanted stuff go to the landfill, except for the wrapping paper, which is an additional layer of blight that we need to come to grips with. Not sure if he would look nuts for doing this, or if I was truly sincere, he wisely hesitated. Then, a couple of years ago, he finally took me seriously. He put his own special twist on it. It was Christmas morning, and our daughter had opened her gifts from Santa and was pulling out the gifts from me under the tree. There are so many. You didn't buy me more crap, did you? I ungraciously asked my husband, noting that not all the wrapping paper matched but they did coordinate to some degree. The first gift I unwrapped was a book, but not any old book. It was the owner's manual to our first new car. Still cold as he grabbed it out of the glove box that morning, taped on the book was a note he had written that said, I love driving our new car. Whoa, this was going to be good. Next, I unwrapped my old pair of glasses, no longer needed, since having laser surgery that year. Inside the case was a note that said, I love gazing into your eyes now that you are glasses free. After that, a half-empty box of English breakfast tea that we kept in the cupboard, a reminder he wrote of the high tea we had at Bouchard Gardens on our trip to Canada the previous summer. The best and final gift I opened from him was a two-by-four, carefully wrapped and beribboned be ribboned. The note on it said, I'm so happy we remodeled the basement together this year. My old glasses, open box of tea, a scrap of lumber, and our car's owner's manual. This had to be the best haul of Christmas presents I had ever received. No, we hadn't taken a vow of poverty or spent nothing, yet nowhere were Santa-topped toenail clippers or homedic massage gun. Here, was a whole year of life celebrated, remembered, and gifted to me. What more could I want from a holiday present? So listeners, it is not often that I read from somebody's blog, but I wanted you to hear the soul, the spirit, and the deep, loving, curious, passionate nature that Loie brings to this podcast. I'm so glad to have you here, Loie. So pleased that you're part of this She Coaches Coaches journey. Thank you, Candy. It's really great to to hear all that. It's like a great big warm hug. Oh, good. I'm yeah. glad. I never know what I'm going to say about my guests. And then I spend a little bit of quiet time before we get on Zoom to do the interview. And I'm like, what? what is the thing? You know, like, what is the quality of this person that I see? And And I thought, oh, my God, you're a writer. You write beautiful stuff. People need to hear what you've written. So anyway, that's why I decided that that would be the way it is. So let's talk about your journey to being a coach. Why did you decide to become a coach? Well, like millions of us, we all were hit by a massive pandemic and I had to reassess what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be. And after 
a couple months of reflection and some great conversations with people who were also coaches, I really thought that would be the best um, course for me is because I do want to add value. I love conversations with people. I love um, just, I mean, I used to joke, I would uh, hire myself out as a friend. Like, if you, <laughs> you know, hey, you know, I'll be your friend. I'll be there at things. I'll be part of your life. Um, but there's a little bit of coaching that I didn't understand going into it. And there are so many amazing tools, so much that goes into it more than just being a good listener. And I thought this just really sounds like something I could enjoy and do well and hopefully thrive at. And you've been at it for about 10 months now, right? I suppose so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you've really, you've made such huge headway over the last months. That's for sure. Thanks to you. (laughs) Well, and you're doing the hard work as well, right? So Uh, tell me, I'm curious, what's your favorite coaching tool? Wow. Um, That's a good one because they're all really interesting. Of course, the listening, the level two and three listening are incredibly important. I wouldn't call myself an athletic person, but I really thought that taking that standing up, putting your hand on your heart and taking a breath, I've seen that really transform clients. Mm. It's so simple, but so forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't that the way though? Like the, sometimes the most powerful thing is the simplest tool, the simplest question. We have this thing where we make life so damn complicated, right? Oh, and and I have a PhD in complication. So yes. (laughs) (laughs) You got to start adding those letters behind your name. (laughs) (laughs) Complicated doctor. (laughs) So talk to me a little bit more about what excites you about being a coach. I, I love possibility. I don't care if it's the idea of a job transformation, a, a new home, a trip. I just, it just electrifies me and gets me really excited. So there's nothing more satisfying when you see somebody who just does nothing but tell themselves really negative stories all the time, which are not even true or, um, you know, they're not, we, I'm not going to say right or wrong but they're not the only ones and just see them realize what they can actually do and, and become, I I just, I'm so in love with the idea of midwifering. Is that the right way to say midwifing them to the person? Helping them birth, helping them birth. That's my, that's my version. Yeah. Or or edit. If you talk to me as a writer, but editing seems a little too um, corrective. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's not, a corrective thing that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So possibility and yes. watching the growth and watching yeah. the, you know, watching them become birth that new version of themselves. Yeah. The potential possibility and the potential are both incredibly exciting for me. Yeah. And I would hope exciting for them. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite moment like, is there a favorite moment that happens for you in coaching conversations? Um, you know what I mean by when, that? Some, when somebody says, I didn't think of it that way, or I've never thought of it that way. And I'm like, okay, you know, that is just like, it. it what it does is it looks like it opens doors. Mm. And I just, I love that. Like, it's almost like, you know, I'm the key master and I, you know, we talk about it and they get that key and they 
they turn it and pop that door opens. Yeah, that I never thought about it that way. Yeah. It's usually st- that kind of comment usually starts with a big bunch of silence. Like you can almost see the gears turning in their head, exactly. right? Like, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that. that is Tell me about the qualities of some of your favorite clients that you've worked with. And of course, I'm asking you this question because as listeners hear this podcast, you're going to be a match for people who want to coach, right? So tell me about the kinds of people you love to work with. I think enthusiasm is infectious. So if they're enthusiastic, I get more and more enthusiastic and excited. Um, I love that. I'm a real fan of creativity. Like there's part of me that wishes I could have coached Lin-Manuel Miranda back in 2000, (laughs) you know, like, oh, he's so adorable and enthusiastic and creative. And, you know, I'm going to be there. Yeah, do write that musical about one of the founding farmer uh, of founding. What are they? There's a restaurant here in D.C. called Founding Farmers, Uh, Founding Fathers. (laughs) You know, somebody like that. I, I just I. I love the client who's open to the possibility, you know, you can be rigid, but also there needs to be just that ounce of curiosity to go, huh, maybe, maybe what I'm believing isn't necessarily the only belief out there. And am I willing to kind of try something different? Mm. That's I think creative. People really? who are creative, not and not even necessarily in a traditional sense. No, right? no. The I mean, option, I yeah, that creativity, enthusiasm, curious, great qualities. Those are you know, creativity is interesting because we tend to think it's just writers or musicians or actors, and I think um, creativity is actually in every profession, and it's more of a mindset than a um, a person. Um, one of the things I remember in law schools, I'm in a class called federal courts, which is dense. I mean, it is incredibly hard. And our professor gave us a problem and she said, and I just, I, I can't, I can't believe I still remember this, but she said, come on guys, get creative about it. And we all just looked at her like, you're speaking English? <laughs> <laughs> But creativity is just how you decide to problem solve. And I think that that is, you know, it's really important. One of the first dates I ever had with my husband, we made lasagna and I had a little two extra noodles. And instead of just throwing them out or eating them or doing whatever you do, I kind of made a little like moat of noodles around the edge of the lasagna. And he's like, you're so creative. And I'm like, am I? I just... I just saw this thing, extra noodles. And so that I don't want to put a label on creativity and have people think, well, oh, I have to be doing this before I go have, you know, get some coaching. Because it's there's it's always an that. element of fun too, right? Yes. Like, like you know, whether you're in a class in law school or you're making lasagna with your husband on a first date, there's there's like a spark of fun or a spark of different. Yes. Right. And yeah. not looking for the right, you know, that one right answer, looking for options. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally, I think, what creativity means to me. Mm. So a, a client who likes 
to think that way, I think would be just incredibly um, rewarding. Mm, Yeah. And probably very much like some of the people that you've worked with already, right? Yeah. I mean, I've enjoyed every client I've had. It's been super fun. And it makes me realize this was a good choice to make as far as, you know, going into coaching. You know, Loie, one of the interesting things that I've noticed about your website and also about you as a coach is that you bring the writing, the storytelling into working with your clients. Can you talk a little bit more about that storytelling and what you do with people and how it helps? Candy, that's thank you. That's just really is uh, very important to me. I come from a family of storytellers. My parents, my brother, we weren't writers, but we could tell a story. And that was kind of our narrative of our life. And I was so curious about it that as I started learning more about writing, I would go to instructors and talk. they would talk about how we gathered around the campfire as very early humans. And story was giving us meaning. It was a device to tell us how, when, where um, we could do things, you know, watch out for the bear, don't eat the berries. But I realized, and I saw this time and time again, how people could tell the same story and it would literally time travel them to when it happened. For instance, somebody was telling me a story about an incident that happened in 1962 when someone took furniture from another person's house and how angry she was about it. And my comment was, wow, you're still upset about it. And she was like, no, I'm not. I said, every like physiological part of her was, you know, you could see her heart was racing. She was speaking faster. It was, it was like she was placed in that moment. And I thought that was absolutely fascinating. And I wondered, well, what happens when you tell yourself a different story about what happened or you get the perspective of what the person taking the furniture was doing or why it it just, it was kind of mind blowing for me. So As I continued to study storytelling and we hit back in 2016, that great election that kind of rocked everyone's world, I really started looking into cognitive science, reading George Lakoff, Jonathan Haidt, and different people who wrote about how we tell these stories to ourselves, what matters and what gets left out. And so that just really became the pond that I wanted to swim in. And so Mm -hmm. using that, And mashing it up with coaching was kind of the um, chocolate and peanut butter Reese's cup of my existence. (laughs) And that's where I'm at. (laughs) I love that. And this, what matters and what do we leave out? You know, and using that to shift your perspective as well. So, you know, noticing your spin on it and then questioning it and is, does that serve me? Is that how I want to live my life with that lens? It's fascinating. And those and are it the makes questions. the coaching super powerful. Yeah. Those are the questions I'd love to explore with clients. Mm, I love and that. Myself. Yeah. <laughs> always. It always starts always with us myself. first, right? Coach exactly. goes first. <laughs> yes. So true. I love that. That's great. Okay. Next question. Let me get there. Tell me, you know, like you're 10 months into the journey and I know you didn't dive into coaching like in a with random moment, like you thought about this and planned it before you started. So what one thing do you wish you had known when you started your journey? Like, was there something that was missing or are there some just like one piece that feels like that would have been important? Oh, I don't. 
First, I wish I had started earlier. I wish that I had done this 10 years ago. Uh, I am enjoying it so much. There is nothing like being a writer that allows you to beat yourself up on a daily basis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I didn't write. Oh my gosh, they didn't like it. Oh, I can't find an agent, whatever. Um, (laughs) I, I, I really, I needed that experience to learn storytelling and the formal parts of it, but I wish I'd started coaching earlier. I'm glad I did a program. I think anyone can hang a shingle out and call themselves a coach. I think it was incredible to be able to do the program I did and train the way I did. And um, what do I wish I knew? Um, I don't know. In so many ways, I still feel new at it. And I also feel like I did some really smart things like work with you. Um, You know, you you. kind of help direct and, and guide me on the early bits. Yeah. And so I just, there's this thing that um, I've never heard anybody say before, and I like this. I just want to sort of point this out. And I, and I want to, I'm also not sure if it's correct. What I heard is I wished I had started earlier because I didn't know how much fun it was going to be. Right. Like everybody's like, oh, I wished I'd known that fill in the blank difficulty or challenge, right? Like fill in the, oh, it was going to be hard or whatever. But that I wish I had known it was so much fun yes. and that I should have started earlier. Hello. <laughs> That's something. <laughs> I, 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 I don't regret, but I feel like, Oh my gosh, I missed out on like 10 years of, you know, building a business. But I think I also believe things are meant to come out the way they are. And so there's not a lot of uh, recrimination, but yeah, it's just getting in that, getting in it earlier would have been better, fun for me. Yeah. 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 Uh, I've got this other thing that I've been noodling on lately and, you know, just, I'm just going to ask you this question because maybe it's, maybe you've thought of it too. When you think of coaching, you know, it's still a relatively new profession, right? 25 Mm -hmm. years and less, we'll say. What do you think the historical profession would have been? Like if it was 200 years ago, the quality of coaching and the quality of working with people, there is a special essence to it. What do you think that was 200 years ago or a thousand years ago? Oh, gosh, I think we had to evolve to the coaching we're at now that, you know, what we would have dealt with 200 years ago would have had so much um, baggage to go through, whether it would be a very strict religious background that like 90% of your community followed or um, rigid gender roles or what have you, the the ability to say you can do this is, is kind of new, but I, I think it would have been helpful, but I, I think we had to become this. It wasn't a real like, oh, 2022 coaching, hmm, would it have fit into 1820? It it would have been kind of, I think, mind blowing in in some ways. Um, mm, yeah, and there's that's a movie perspective called, I hadn't thought of. I like that. Did you have something more to say? Well, there's a movie called Pleasantville. Do you remember it had Tobey Maguire and Joan Allen, and the first half yeah. was in black and white, and then the second half was in color. Yeah, and yeah. Before I was a coach, I watched that and I thought, oh my gosh! I mean, what the movie was was like this journey. 
of people realizing who they wanted to be and where they were wasn't, you know, wasn't meaningful for them. And I thought I didn't have the language that I have now to understand what that movie was about. But if I were to go back and watch it now, or if anyone who's interested in coaching, it felt like kind of a, a very beginning kind of coaching um, scenario. So cool. I love that. So that coaching similar to how it is right now yeah, could not have existed until we had evolved enough as humans to uh, really to allow ourselves to be more individual, to allow ourselves to want what we want and to know that there is strength in that as opposed to more strength in conformity, more strength in being, you know, one of, one of the one of the community, you know, that all follows the same rules. That's my theory today. Yeah, I like that. I'm curious what your theory is tomorrow. We're gonna find I know, out. I could have and maybe you'll one. write on it too. Ooh, that would be good. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so wrapping it up, can you tell me what is one thing that you take away from coaching with me? Like what's the one thing that you learned that was the most helpful? that was helped you develop into being a strong coach and building a business? Um, I think it's the idea of a powerful question that um, I've, I've read articles where I I don't know if it's like 40% of Americans don't have someone that they can talk to. And there are so few conversations that people get to have with someone that's focused on one person and non-judgmental and doesn't have an agenda. And that powerful question, it's so like it, I've seen it work on other people and you've done it with me where you just stop and you're like, not only is it I've never thought of it that way, I mean, a real reframing uh, tool, but it's also a, no one's ever asked me that. No one's ever cared enough. And I think that is just one of those amazing, like it is kind of, I don't know what it would be if we had it. It would be like the massive power drill in your toolbox. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. A power drill. That's what we want. Yeah, that's what we want. (laughs) Those screwdrivers for us. (laughs) It gets down there, right? It digs to the core so quickly that you're like, oh, oh. And and they're, they're simple questions. They're not like, what did you think the world would be like in 2022 for you? It's more like, where, what, what conversation, what, what would you like this conversation to be at the end? Or what was a win you had this week? Just, I mean, they're rooted in caring and also a little bit in, in excavation, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That's really helpful. Mm. I must say that, you know, I always enjoy talking to you. And I have loved this conversation. So I'm so thankful that you've been a guest. Now, there are going to be people who listen to this episode and want to find out more about you, want to get a little bit closer, come into your world. How can somebody find out more about you? Well, the easiest way is to just go to my website, workingwellscoaching at gmail.com. And oh, no, that's my email. I think the website is just workingwellscoaching. Um you can sign up for what I call my Monday missive, where I just send out an email. There's a book, a consult. It has all my contact information. So that would be super easy and super fast. Perfect. 
That's yeah. just great. Okay. This was so much fun. I was Thanks, glad Debbie. that you were going to be a guest and I'm glad we had this conversation. But I could talk to everyone all day long. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. And look Louie up. She's a very interesting person. And go and check out her website, subscribe to her newsletter, read her stuff. It's going to transform your life. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks again for listening today. Please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.